Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message. And if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I was uh, looking around in the balcony, which is where all our precious historical documents are, and there is a lot of stuff up there. And uh, one of our one of our zillion uh, number one goals that we have <laughs> is uh, to take care of that because uh, it's kind of rotting away in the humidity that has been occurring here. Um, and we need to package it nicely, put it away, take out some really cool stuff so we can kind of display it everywhere. Um, our head trustee there, Jennifer's got some ideas of putting some paintings, some, some pictures, uh, blowing them up, put them downstairs and everywhere. Uh, they look so cool. Um, anyhow, I found this uh, sitting up there, you know, on the, where the bells are. That's where you'd expect to find like historical documents just laying around. And... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, from the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> I laugh when I say Chicago Tribune, I'm sorry. It's an article from 1969. Historical fire shelter is 100. There's a whole article about this place. More important than this place, this people. In 1869, fire goes through, almost gets up here, right? Maybe. Here, and St. James became a very important place. It had already been an important place because I'm not not 1871, right? 1871, I think, right? Um, and the church, I think, turned 100. That's why they had this article here. Um, they had this opportunity, just two years as a congregation, to provide shelter, physical shelter let alone warm arms of the gospel and food to take in people. And I'll bet that it didn't matter who it was they were taking in, by the way. And they probably saw, just like we still have, to come to this place, and they sleep right outside there. You know why? Because this is the church. And they know they won't be turned away here, and they can stay on these steps. And maybe you don't sleep outside there, but just like the people that came here for hope, I think we do the same thing today, don't we? There's hope there. There's peace there. I love the fact that there's this documentation from the Chicago Tribune. I don't know if anybody worked there in 1969, but it became known. People knew about it, whether they went to St. James or not, that God was doing awesome things here and taking care of people. There's nothing like that, I think. You know, when you're a dad... Uh, and someone comes to you and says, man, I really enjoy talking to your son or your daughter. You know what I'm saying? That really means something to you. Now, the first thing you say, right, guys, is like, just a second, my son? <laughs> but it's just, it makes you really proud when someone else, you're always bragging about your kids, but when someone else says, man, what a good, upstanding person that is. And the same thing that can be said about a church when someone has nothing to do with St. James, says, I know about St. James. They took care of me when I was in need. Paul talks about this in this letter to the Thessalonians. That's what most of the New Testament is. 
it's, uh, we got the Gospels, and then you have all these letters, the Ians, right? The Thessalonians, Colossians, etc. And those are just what we would be called, was it Chicagoans, right? I think you're called Chicagoans, from Chicago. So Thessalonians are from Thessalonica. And he writes this letter to the church Christians in Thessalonica. That's what a church is, is people in a place. And um, it's kind of interesting. Because they had their own sort of Chicago fire. Paul had gone there. You read about this in in Acts chapter 17. Paul had gone there and went into the synagogues to demonstrate, to prove with the Old Testament to his brothers and sisters, the children of Abraham, that Jesus was the Christ. And some believed. And some Greeks believed as well. They're all mixed in that multicultural city like this one. But in Thessalonica, oddly enough, well, I shouldn't say oddly, typical, some rabble-rousers came. They were really angry. They were mad that they were saying that Jesus was the Christ. They hated Paul and uh, Timothy and who else was with them there? And Silvanus. And they just caused a riot. Paul and Timothy had already left another town. And so they went and grabbed Jason, who was the head of the church there, and dragged him in front of the mayor, basically, and said, hey, these guys problems talking about Jesus. Actually, the language they use is actually kind of funny. They said something like, these people are turning the whole world upside down. Paul writes this letter. They eventually let Jason go. There's interesting churches there. We think that they were all Outcast, but you'd have Jews who used to be in Jerusalem and they're, they're strangers in a strange land, and Greece, and the Mediterranean, you'd have Greeks, you'd have rich, a power that would come to the church, you'd have slaves coming to the church. Interesting mix of people, just like there was one day long ago, right here in these halls. Paul writes this letter to the church in Thessalonica a couple years after he had left this ordeal. He says, I wonder if we could say that he's writing it to us too. He says, to the church of the Thessalonians, God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. That's how he always starts letters. We give thanks to God always for all of you, not just strong, mighty believers, but all of them, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That moment when there was persecution and they got out of there, that bound them together as the Thessalonians took care of Paul and Silvanus and Timothy, as they stood up and didn't deny our Lord, as they persevered and continued to be faithful and church even in the midst of chaos. They showed their faith in their actions. He goes on, he says, For we know, brothers loved by God, and I love this right here, I want you to think about this. For we know, Paul says, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that's what sets you apart, you're loved by God. Not that you love him, but he loves you. That's what makes a difference in our lives. Second, he says, that he has chosen you. 
So Paul is saying that the Christians that gathered together in Thessalonica did not gather by their own power or might. It wasn't their invention of a church, but God had chosen them. This is a very crucial part of Christian theology throughout the Bible. God does the choosing. He takes you out of your situation, out of your sins, out of your fears. He saves you. We don't save him. He picks you up and brings you in. He creates the church. He has chosen you guys right here. Just as he chose this Christian Thessalonica to be church. He put St. James right here. He brought you into this community from all walks of life just as they did in Thessalonica. It is not by chance. It is absolutely on purpose for this time and this place. Just as it was back in the crazy times of Thessalonica, just as it was in 1871, so it is today. God has chosen St. James to be alive in his son for now, for these times. Do you believe this? You better. <laughs> it is true. So embrace it. He has chosen you. He goes on, he says, because our gospel came to you not only in word, which is really important. In Christianity, believing is not simply an intellectual exercise, though it is important. That's an express. We express, we want to grow, we want to know more about Jesus using our brains, absolutely. But he came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit. That's how God makes Christians he grabs you by the power of the Spirit. You believe because He holds you and saved you and lifted you up and has empowered you to believe. Which is good news because my faith, if it was up to me and my power and my, and my ability to be faithful, I would not be a good Christian. But it's up to Jesus. He goes on, he says, you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake, which is important for Paul. They had to demonstrate they weren't just trying to make money when they went there. With their love for them and their generosity and their sacrifice, they had to prove they weren't in it just to hustle them, just to be a leader, just to get a little money off them or to have some kind of power trip. So the three of them cared for the Thessalonians. And I love this. You became imitators of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you became imitators of us and of Jesus because you received the word in much affliction. For Paul, that sort of proved the power of the Holy Spirit that in the midst of affliction and challenges that the Thessalonians are going through, they believed that Jesus died and rose for them. Does that make sense? Amidst the affliction, they held tightly. How about you? In the midst of affliction of a pandemic, of our challenges with our different groups within the, within the, within the nation and our politics, right? All these things that are trying to divide us and the chaos in our lives and the economy and our fears. In the midst of the affliction, God has chosen you. God has, by the power of the Holy Spirit, brought you to faith and keeps you in the faith. And through affliction, I would say, grows our faith, purifies it, 
as we see that nothing else actually comes through for us. It all fails us except for the promises of Christ. So that you became, then he says this, why did Jesus do this? So that you become an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about a dad who's happy to hear that someone else heard about how cool his son is or his daughter is. Paul's basically saying, I don't need to go around and tell people, wow, look at the church at Thessalonica. They're telling me because they're seeing how you guys love one another and take care of one another in the midst of affliction. How you welcomed us in. They're hearing about how you are being Christian in your community and generous and loving. And as he says, turn from the worship of idols, which means anything else except for God. To the, I love how he says this, to serving the living and true God. Through their actions, their love of one another, their service to their community, and their believing in Christ, their teaching of the gospel people knew one thing about the church in Thessalonica. Maybe they didn't agree with it. Maybe they weren't Christians. Those people care. There's something going on different over there. Isn't that beautiful? Their faith is visible, which is really important. Christianity is visible. The church actually is visible. Don't let anybody tell you it's invisible. That's bad language. It's not actually the correct language. It's hidden sometimes because we look weak and foolish. But it is not invisible. If Paul was writing a letter to St. James, would he say the same thing? A hundred years from now, would we have an article written like this? That in the times of the pandemic, that in the times of economic uncertainty, in the times of the craziest election, of course, maybe a hundred years from now, we might, they might have really beat us on crazy elections. I, I wouldn't doubt it, <laughs> the way human, humans are. You know what I'm saying? But will they, well, you better read a letter. And, if you're alive, because I don't think, I, maybe, maybe some of you, maybe some young people will be here 100 years from now. And you'll be able to say, I was there. It's amazing. I would say, indeed, there will be articles about us here. That's why we're doing this campaign. That's why we want to center St. James, everything that we do, all the ministries that flow from it, like the school, like the Bible studies, like our young professional group uh, that, that met out earlier today out on the, uh, at Lincoln Park. We want to center on these four things. We want to make sure that we are being church, that we're not here just for ourselves. That we are growing, that we are providing a community where people feel safe and they have a place and they have a home in a city that's full of strangers and loneliness. And, we, and we're a place where you're growing in your mind, you're growing in certainty in the promises we have in Christ and who God is so that you can be certain, but also so you can engage the culture around you. You're growing in your hands 
just like the Thessalonians, that you are taking care of people. So that people throughout Chicago, when they hear the word St. James, the first thing that comes to mind is, I know that they care. I don't know if I agree with them. I don't know what they believe exactly or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm a total atheist. But I do know St. James cares about me. And finally, of course, the ultimate goal that drives everything we do here. We want all of Chicago to have the hope and peace that we have. So that these articles will be written. So that a hundred years from now, wow, St. James was a refuge for you, but this whole doggone city. And that people, something different going on at St. James. It's not a constant clashing. It's not a bunch of jerks dis- uh, you know, disagreeing and uh, not knowing how to deal with one another. It's a place where there's giving and generosity. And there's a place where there's forgiveness. And my goodness, they have hope. Even as this world seems very hopeless. Because they know about this God who's not against them but for them. This Jesus, the Son of God who died for you and for me for free. And for all of our sins and rose again. That it doesn't matter what the headlines say. It doesn't matter if there's a fire outside. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. I'm going to be just fine. Jesus' name. Amen.